Hi there. This is Winnell, and you are listening to Blended and Flourishing Families podcast. You are in the right place if you are a step parent or connected to a step family and you want to gain insight in how to achieve harmony in your family, which is what the Blended and Blended and Flourishing represents. In here, there will be some real conversation about step parent challenges, challenges that step kids and bio kids encounter, and challenges that bio parents experience as well as the importance and benefits of step parenting with God. If you are new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating as well. Now that we've gotten all caught up, let's chat. So I am super excited to be here with Demetrius, a dad coach, and we are talking about self-care. If you've been listening to us so far, we are going to get a man's perspective, a dad's perspective, and a coach that works with dad perspective on self-care. Um, so thank you for being here today with us. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm super excited. And I would only have this conversation with you because I was nervous about the whole self-care conversation. So you, <laughs> you I trust. So I'm like, yep, let me, because I want to say stuff, but I'd be like, nope, it's not my brand, but it makes so much sense to do it with you. So I'm excited. I'm glad you asked me to come. Oh, thank you. And I know we've been trying to link up and collaborate for a while yes. now. So I'm excited that we're starting the ball off right in 2022. Absolutely. Um, so like I said earlier, the topic is self-care. Um, and the reason why I decided to choose this topic in January, because it's the first of the year. And this is when a lot of people make resolutions and stuff. And then they the down a couple of months, for they sure. don't remember what the revolution uh, resolution is. Um, but I think it's important for us to set ourselves up right for the year and for us to start thinking and focusing on all of the things that we want to incorporate into our lives to help us be better people, to help our family, and eventually, my favorite word, to help us flourish. Yeah. Um, so for you, what does self-care mean to you? Um, self-care has a double meaning to me. So first, what I've seen, what self-care means is that people have become a lot more um, full of themselves. Um, everything is more about self-serving and it, um, it's more about the flesh is what I've, what I've witnessed. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, I heard it so much. It was super trendy. And then, you know, having a wife who was a full-time coach, full-time mother, full-time everything, um, have, and I, I watched her burn out, right? Mm -hmm. Like I saw it and, it then it got me to start praying and started to understand that there's two different there's differences when it talks about self-care um yeah. i thought about who else needed self self-care this is why i said two different things i think i think about when christ actually went you know left the disciples to go pray the disciples mm -hmm. getting on his nerves they was tripping he went to go pray to talk to god to be like look i don't want to do this like he it wasn't something that he did because everything was feeling good or going his way it was something that he needed to do because he he understood his purpose but he needed maintenance. Mm -hmm. So self-care to me has a lot to do with maintenance, but it has more to do with not my personal self, but with my creator. Mm -hmm. So when I think about self-care, I think about like an iPhone. When my iPhone cracks, if I set that thing down there and take pictures of it, or if I, if I worship the iPhone itself, it can't get fixed. I love the fact that you're looking at it from two different perspectives. And yeah, I do agree with you because people are getting more aware of taking better care of themselves, but mm -hmm. we have turned it into a trend where, um, you know, we're kind of missing some of the aspect of it. When you look at it now, it's like 
the popular thing to do but not fully understanding what it is and I actually did last year I did a series on my Instagram page and it's called self-care with a twist Mm-hmm. And I went through that talking about self-care, but for people to look at it, look at self-care in a different form versus just pampering yourself, but to look at self-care on a deeper level. So one of the things was spiritual for me was one of the things that I talk about, um, taking care of yourself, your spiritual growth as self-care. And for me, one of the things that I like to look at when it comes to just the scripture, and I love that you brought that there. Um, Because looking at it from the standpoint of a person who does not take care of themselves, also it is biblical, us taking care of ourselves, taking care of our bodies in order for us to be able to carry out the work that God has called us to carry out. But um, one of the things too that um, God commands for us to do is for us to love others as we love ourselves. And so... Uh, that's one of my things for for people who feel guilty when they want to take better care from themselves people who feel guilty when they want to say you know you know what I'm not available to do that because I really have this other thing that I need to do to make sure that I'm functioning correctly and it's to go back to that because if you don't love yourself and you're not caring for yourself how are you going to do that for your neighbor how are you going to be there to care for other people and be able to pour into other people Mm -hmm. when you're not pouring into yourself so that's how i look at self-care past the tampering and all of those things it could Mm -hmm. be part of it but it's not all of it right and then also too where self-care shouldn't be something that you just have to set an appointment for it should be something that you can do every day that's mm-hmm. intentional. So for some people, like you mentioned, reconnecting with the creator, with the manufacturer, so that you're functioning the way you're supposed to function. Absolutely. Um, it could be you have doing devotional, daily devotional, you're mm-hmm. praying every day, you're reading your words. So I love that perspective on this. <laughs> well, my iPhone cracks. If I set that thing down there and take pictures of it, or if I, if I worship the iPhone itself, it can't get fixed. Mm-hmm. I have to take it to the manufacturer for for it to be restored for it to be put and it's in the only person that can actually put that that phone back into what it was created to do is the actual manufacturer you can send it to another bootleg store you can have all these other substitutes but it will never operate 100 percent under its purpose as it's supposed to be unless it goes back to the manufacturer so for me um self-care means me reconnecting with my manufacturer or like I said, the, is the, the creator. So, so that I can re realign and understand what I'm supposed to be doing. If I just call it self-care, yeah. because like the Bible instructs us to love our neighbor and I can't love my neighbor or I can't love my spouse. I can't even really love my kids, which is something I walk with my dad's with. If I don't first understand what loving myself even means. Yep. That's the point is, you know, something that I find interesting when I'm studying in the Bible, because all of God promises and stuff to us, we miss it. Um, you know, there's some type of requirement, you know, something that goes along with that. Absolutely. And we often just focus on the good part, you know, like we are, we're focused on like, so we're going to get this and, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to get through all of these situations. And then we miss that requirement that comes after either before or after that goes mm-hmm. along with that. Yeah, and then like so, that. and you mentioned, you know, like you work with dads, um for you how how are the men that you're working with in that area are they knowledgeable about self-care is this something that um they do do they feel like men are supposed to do self-care or they feel like no that's like a woman thing uh that's that's a loaded question let me because 
man, how do I say this and say it the right way? Okay, there are so many dynamics, especially in this new wave where there's extremes. So we have the man who sees the overly emotional man as weak. So then that man is closed off Mm -hmm. while the other man is super emotional and trying to find that form of self-care through the lens of how women express. Um, So what's been really tough with like just the men that I've talked to and dads is one we don't by general, like we're not raised and and conditioned to even understand self-maintenance, self-care and what's this supposed to look like? Um, Because one, our parents, if our parents don't possess these skills, Mm -hmm. we don't grow up in a home where that's something that we see done. So, I mean, it's actually been tough, especially being a dad coach to even have a conversation with another man where he realizes that he needs a dad coach. And then once we get there, going through the entire journey of what self-care looks like, because I'm not going to lie. I've watched, you know, like the women in the yaya, the traveling pants, and I see all these explosions for women. And (laughs) I think they're amazing. And I've told one guy, he's like, and I told a guy, I said, we don't have to do that because mm-hmm. we're not the same, but we need to be just as passionate about uh, about self-care, which I call it just basic date maintenance mm-hmm. as women are open about it. You know what I'm saying? A man shouldn't be walking around with 15 years of abuse. And because he's a man, I'm not going to, I'm just going to hold it in yep. because I don't want to look feminine if I have a conversation in a place and I'm triggered and I break down. So instead, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. finding the balance of explaining to a man, one, what your emotions mean, what they're for, and then two, letting a man know that emotions have nothing to do with being feminine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that comes with a lot of you education on your point to get them to that part to finally understand because uh, unfortunately we're in a society where, you know, kind of frowns upon men having feelings and emotion. But there has been some leeway in that area too that you know mm-hmm. advocates that people have been sharing and supporting men to go ahead, get therapy, get support. And sure. you know, while you were explaining, you mentioned just the part about it being difficult too, because we never saw it growing up. And mm-hmm. that's that was one of the things that I wanted to talk about for children. Um, what are some ways that you think children can implement self-care? So what I've been doing, so like I said, I grew up in a house, man. My dad, somebody had to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody would have to be dead, and you wouldn't still see like a boohoo. I did catch my dad cry a couple times, him trying to explain to me how he felt, but he, but it, it was like, like he, it was brooding. He didn't want to let it out. You know what I'm saying? He was like, it was, so he'd be, man. But you know, uh, so the one thing with my kids is um, I allow their big emotions to have a voice. Mm. Um, so um, the one thing that I learned which is helping kid, my sons with understanding self-care is I never allowed them to be grouped up. Yeah. I have three young men, but they're not clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have, and it's, it's not easy because you know, you're learning, it's fast paced because they growing mm-hmm. so fast, but, so one, letting them just express themselves um, and, and literally allowing them to, you know, kind of become who they are and have those direct conversations with me about how they feel. You know, I've had when uh, like uh, punishments, you know, telling my kids, oh, you know, this is what's going on and they're upset. And 
I ask them, how do you feel? And of course, get, you know, they don't want to say nothing like, or, or, or are you mad at me? And they're like, no, come here. It's okay to be mad at me. You know what I'm saying? You're being punished. Mm-hmm. Now talk me through it. So what? I, so most, most importantly, I've been just trying to get them to be able to openly express how they feel and then not have anything to do with their actions. Yeah. Because you're responsible, you're a punishment, so this is what you got to do. That does not mean you sit in your room and you bottle up your emotions. We have a whole conversation. We Understanding is a must in this house. So it doesn't matter who's mad at who. We have to f- come to some level of understanding um, almost like even before the, the the punishment can take place because you're not going to just be locked somewhere or it's nothing's not going to happen. You don't understand what's going on. And sometimes even to come to some type of agreement. Yeah. So really just allowing them to have a voice has been what I, my, uh, my goal for them to begin to take in the journey of understanding what self-care is. Because a lot of people don't, when, they, when you don't feel heard, you shut down and you're more about reacting versus respond, thinking and responding, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. And I love that you do that with them because it's something similar that I do with my kids too. And yes, it is hard, especially when you have a lot of kids <laughs> to deal with. <laughs> And so for me, we have um, five kids and um, four, four live in the home with us. And then our oldest, he lives with his mom. Mm-hmm. So, and they're all close in age. So our oldest is 15. Then we have a 14 year old. We have a 13 year old. Then we have a 10 and a nine year old. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's cool. That's busy. I'm coming up. I'm behind you. We got 10, nine and 10, seven and eight. Yes, but that's close. Yeah. And so definitely something I work on with them is, in making sure that they can express themselves to let them know, create an environment where they feel safe enough to be able to express how they feel. Because I know what it was like growing up. I grew up in a home and not because my family was strict, because my family wasn't like, I grew up majority with my sisters. And so I saw them more like a sister figure than a parent figure, but my culture And so it's kind of like the nature versus nurture thing. So for Mm -hmm. me, I was a very straight go by the rule type of person when I was growing up. So because my culture did not allow for those type of things, I didn't do that. So I will hold it in. I wouldn't express my feelings. And then I grew up and I had issue with communicating and I had issues with other things as well as the result of that. And so I try to make sure that they don't end up going through the same thing that I go through by whatever I learned, teaching them that. So definitely communication, expressing themselves, um, allowing them space is another thing that I do um, that self-care for them, allowing them space to, if they're upset and they want to be by themselves, you have time to be by yourself, you calm down, we'll talk about it then. So they have time to process their emotion themselves, then we'll mm-hmm. talk about it or a space just to do things that they love. Like my kiddos, um, they love drawing. And so one, one of them, she's more into it than the others. And that's like her thing for her to go into her room and she'll just doodle and draw and all of those things. Um, and then I noticed um, back to us, um, you know, implementing those things and doing those things now so the children can see us and know that it's okay um, with my daughter, our youngest, something that I do that kind of relaxes me. Uh, when I'm showering, I listen to music. So I would Mm -hmm. take music with me in there. It calms me down. It relaxes me. And so she started doing the same thing too. So when she's about to go take a shower, she would ask me, mommy, can I take my phone in there and just listen to music while I shower? And that's, yeah. So she'll go ahead and she would do that. And, you know, it calms her as well. And so that's a huge, huge deal because we are teachers for our children. We are Mm -hmm. templates for our children. And so 
if we look back and see a lot of the things that we do and don't do is because of our parents, you know? Absolutely. So Absolutely. implementing things definitely does help our children to see that, to know, you know what, it's okay for me to take better care of myself. And then it goes back to getting to our body. Um, Self-care can even be eating healthy, um, you know, That's making sure. Self-care, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If we don't have this body, we have nothing. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, that was um, that was also another part of self care is being a not just a teacher, but um, showing your children that you're okay with being a student and you're and you're still teachable. So, I started a help journey two three years ago, and they watched me take care of myself they watched me be careful right mm -hmm. and it started even just the conversations of why um and, ex and having that explanation in that conversation because kids i mean they just their meter for bullcrap is so amazing that i've been i've i've caught my my lectures or my conversations way more effective when they've watched me do it for a while first mm -hmm. before i'm saying hey do this them watching me do it on my own without saying, you know, be doing it and, you know, implementing it in my own life. Mm -hmm. When I talk to them about it, it's like they, they, I've seen them be way more receptive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, hey guys, I think it's better to read, you know, a couple hours, you know, but then if they walking in the room and they see me and their mommy sitting in there just reading, I'll catch one, grab a book. Um, mm -hmm. And so things like that. So one of the, yeah, another one is, one of the most important parts for implementation for anything in my house that I've watched is us doing first. Yeah, <laughs> I love that approach. Thanks for sharing that. I love that because um, definitely what we do has way more impact than what we say because it's going to register because we're doing it all the time and they see it. And it also, it sparks their curiosity because they get curious now and they see that so then, you know, they start asking questions like, what's going on? Why are you doing this now? You used to do it. This, that's one thing my kids mm -hmm. would tell me. Um, so in my house, um, we used to drink regular milk and I switched to almond milk. Now we don't drink regular milk anymore. And so I started drinking the almond milk. They thought it was nasty. Like they didn't want anything. Now I caught them drinking my almond milk. I was like, well, I think you, you said it's nasty. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. And then when they ask the question, that's when you can educate them, you know, on there when that curiosity is sparked. So I love that approach. So how do you, you know, like support your wife when it comes to, you know, helping her to be able to take better care of herself? Um, making it my responsibility. Um, as I said, that's why I like the concept of self-care. Self is such a, um, it's such an ominous word when it's, when, when self-care is applied appropriately because self doesn't just mean yourself uh, mm -hmm. on the surface um, you know as the bible says you know man and woman come together they become one so mm -hmm. that and you know I love a wife because I love my wife as I love myself as well so uh, a part of self-care is me being aware paying attention and then making it my responsibility to be to be an aid mm -hmm. um, now here's the thing that's now it's kind it's gonna it's contradictory to what I just said because I also don't believe I am responsible for her happiness, mm -hmm. but I do believe I am responsible for her happiness. <laughs> so long story short, when I watched her burn out, um, 
I had to get back into paying attention, like with me, just like I said, maintenance, paying attention with me. What do I do when I'm burnt out? What do I want when I feel this way? What do I want to hear? What do I need? And I had to change, I had to turn that type of thinking onto her. Mm -hmm. I had to put myself legit in her shoes. So she feels like this, what can I do? And that's sometimes even um, her being an entrepreneur and um, us living in a family where she wants to be an intricate part of our of, of how we build our home financially, spiritually, and all that. So there's times where when she gets burned out, I have to be aware of that to call and be like, hey, I want you to know that you're doing right by us. Um, because as an entrepreneur or just a, any person that's a contributing factor of any team or system or your family, you have moments where you're like, man, I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. And if and sometimes, you know, you want the other person you, without you asking them to say, hey, man, you, you've been rocking or and that's when it comes to gifts and all that. But just, I mean, just sometimes it's, it's as easy as just saying, hey, you know, I know I was frustrated the other day because I couldn't do this. I want you to know that that don't have nothing to do with you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You know, so just me, just trying to be aware. So and it's so it it's so many things that can be done, but it all just falls under me paying attention to that individual mm-hmm. and being fully being able to just discern it. Because sometimes when you stressed out, or you burnt out. If I had, I'm stressed out because I got to do everything. If I got to tell you, I need help too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's like extra think. extra layer on More. top of that. <laughs> more work so yeah just trying to be aware when you have a family people can get grouped up mm-hmm. the wife has to have hers like you have to be able to separate all of that and give everybody its due maintenance yes you know what i'm saying is i mean it, I, I like to say maintenance because if you a, a auto place has can have a hundred cars at the shop they're not working one person isn't working on every single car at one time. And if he is, that that one vehicle is something's something. gonna go wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, and that's why you know I tell my dads all the time, being a husband is, is a lot of work. Being a dad is a lot of work because you have to figure a way to have all these hats and you have to be a you have to be a mechanic for that one person every day. And you gotta be able to catch when the light is going off. You got you have to be aware you're not going to hit it every mark you're not going to be perfect in it but you have to be aware that this is something that you should want to do because this goes back to the self-care because i don't believe in the happy wife happy life because I, I believe in both i believe in happy dad happy bad mm-hmm. happy wife happy life meaning that if we're all responsible if we're all trying to make sure the other one is okay no one is going to feel neglected yeah um, and that's easy to happen when one person is usually assumed to be responsible which my dads and us talk about all the time because we culturally have made women the responsible ones. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the most dangerous things that has happened to the families, um, which it needed a lot of self-care for us to repair those relationships because yeah. women are just assumed to do everything. We're just, <laughs> you know, we're just here to fight, pay a bill and, you know, make sure you take the trash out and then everything else is her responsibility, which is not, healthy that's so true that is so true and i'm probably about to start using your maintenance phrase with that because i love it um yes. you know, i've never used the maintenance word with it although that's like the um at least that's the idea that i have mm-hmm. when I think about self-care is how i view self-care um but i love that and just the fact of you being a 
team and a partner, you know, with your wife to know that we're doing this together. And so it's not, it doesn't have to be all on you. I can pick up, you know, this over here while you do that, you know, you can rest while I do this. Um, it's super important. And that's something too, with my husband and he and I actually going to do an episode together. We're going to talk about that because he helped me a lot when it comes to self-care area, especially in my stepmother journey um, mm -hmm. with navigating. Like I said, we have, I mean, some people may not think it's a lot of kids, but <laughs> for, for me, we have a lot of kids. And the fact that we also have um, three biological mothers that we're linked to. So that's mm -hmm. a lot of little connecting and a lot of influences coming in the house, voices and all of those things. So it can be a lot to deal with. And he really helped me in that area by being a partner with me and being a team with me and making mm -hmm. sure that I was okay. And in return, you know, See? I get something for him. I, I love hearing when men take on that responsibility. You see it in the families because it, it makes it makes the family work. And one of the things that I, I love to tell stepmom and it's like my staple statement or something is that our role as stepmom is purposeful. Mm -hmm. And because there's purpose in it, I feel like it's an assignment. Being a step parent is an assignment and we have a duty to do in that role in the lives of the children that we're being entrusted to now to be able to add onto their lives. And Absolutely. so I'd love to remind stepmoms of that because I know this difficult is a difficult road and um, society does not really look favorable upon stepmothers and it makes it harder. Uh, but that's something I like to tell them so that they remember but I also encourage them to remember that too, being a stepmom, you know, it's an, a role, it's an assignment, but it's not all of who they are. Um, and so that they don't get lost into the different challenges that come along that they mm -hmm. end up losing their identity because we are God's daughter first. Um, you know, that's who we are first. You know, um, real quick, you talk about, and I told you before, I, the word stepmother is such a triggering and challenging word to me, but you have consistently taught it, displayed it, where it's like, dog, I don't like it, but it makes sense. And I do like it because you've, you've, you've given this his proper touch. Because as I think about it, and now me and my stepmother had a terrible relationship my whole childhood. Now my wife is hanging out with my stepmother and my stepmother is dealing with the passing of my father. So, so in these relationships are being built and now I'm getting the opportunity to see her be the stepmother or the grandmother to my children that, man, we could have had that opportunity, but I'm mm -hmm. getting the opportunity seeing it in my kids. So it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's been a blessing to let that flourish. Um, and it's because she was committed to the process. I'm 34 mm -hmm. years old. So that was 30 years of us going through <laughs> an unfavorable process with a lot of challenges because of, you know, stuff, of yeah. lack of communication and so, you know, so yeah, I think it's a, it's a amazing opportunity. And I'm glad that you and your stepmom are getting to a better place and that the children are actually experiencing her in the way that you know would have been better if you would have absolutely her in that way that they know they're getting to have what you didn't have which is amazing absolutely. yeah and so what are um, some of the services that you offer on the dads that you work with um warfare is my favorite um so I originally started out coaching as a strategist coach, strategist mm -hmm. coach. Um, I love strategy. Um, and when I became, when I actually finally 
accepted the assignment of being a dad coach. One of the main services I like to offer is rest is family restoration. So family restoration is mainly for step or out of the home fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I've w- realized is that many fathers, once they're out of the home, there's there's a defeated mentality of their interaction with their child. Yeah. Um, they have accept they've accepted the weekend dad title, uh, which is something that is only accepted by a man who has given up his role as a full time father. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking about the extreme cases, uh, but that's one of the main services I like I offer is that restoration is going through a natural process of opening up communication with the child and the mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I really really enjoy having the opportunity to try to create reconciliation between an estranged mother and father because you can't get to the son without the mother Um, especially if that's where the child is primarily there the other um service i offer is more or less just um under um i call it just the fathership project the fathership project is where we just understand and have the conversation on what fathership means and that's digging back up the relationship between us and our fathers and trying to just uncover the the do's and don'ts of what our dads have taught us mm. before we share it for another year make it you know because we just parent because we just parent we just come out here yeah. and they know uh, and we never unpack some of the things that we should let we should have left with our our parents you know what i'm saying um so actually kind of unpacking all of that and act, creating an actual plan of fatherhood and what we want to share and what what do we want to be an inheritance for our children and what we want to leave um, with us is mainly is so uh, and honestly uh, my very least um service my entry service not my least my, my entry service is just the discovery call of us just having a conversation and see and just uncovering if you have an issue with your father mm-hmm. a lot of us don't think that we're mad at our dad uh, <laughs> until we have this conversation about because like i said you 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 don't put it as being mad at your dad but then you look at the type of man and how you are in certain situations that your father did not teach you or he taught you the certain way and we uncovered that you know there's resentments there and it usually leads to then you desiring the fathership project which then depending on your scenario may lead us to go into to warfare to win your family back because you can't have you are a family whether y'all in the house or not, it, it, it's nothing you can do about it, but you have to put in the work to make that work. So, yeah. I love that. And just the fact that, oh, fathers are so important. Um, and unfortunately, you know, society um, for years have been structured to kind of dismiss fathers and take mm-hmm. fathers out of the homes, but they're so important. And a lot of us may not know, and we may not realize that our relationship with our physical father affects our relationship with God. Absolutely. And because we see God in the lens of our physical Absolutely. father. And so there's a whole lot of, you know, trust and forgiveness and things Absolutely. that need to be rebuilt. That's so true. That is so um, Yes. Yeah. I, re- I remember I got baptized again last year. And thank you. I called my dad and I told him, you know, like I wanted to talk to him. Um, and you know, there are some things we didn't have a close 
relationship growing up when I was younger we did but um you know like when we came here because I'm an immigrant so I resettled Mm -hmm. here in the United States in 2000 um I was like maybe 11 12 years old and my dad wasn't here at that time and so um being raised as you know in the home with my mom and dad I didn't get that experience Mm -hmm. and so there are some things that as a dad that I would have loved to have him do and all of those things that I didn't get. And I didn't realize that I was holding on to that. Mm-hmm. I kind of shoved it off and I was like, I'm okay. I got everything that I needed from the other people who raised me and, and I grew up well. Um, but when I was about to get baptized and I was really, you know, just seeking God, um, I realized I was still holding on to some things like we didn't have a close, we don't have like a close relationship that I would have loved for us to have. And I had to call him and talk to him and tell him how I felt. And, you know, I forgive him um, for it. And it took a while for me to, I'm still working on it, even to, you know, start seeing God as God and not through the lens of my father in the relationship that I had, you know, with my father. So, and then what you're doing with that is also is extremely you know, important, and it is well, well needed. Um, I had a client that I was working with who wasn't happy about having a kid um, because he wanted to get married and all of those things, but he didn't, he didn't abstain. And so he ended up having a child and him and the child mother are not together. And his thing is he doesn't want to date a woman who has children um, because he can't see himself raising somebody else's child. And I said the same kid thing. It's not under the same roof with him. Um, and so it's Ooh. something that he struggled with. And Ooh. a lot of times stepmoms, when we don't understand um, that impact that dads have and how much it weighs on them when their mm-hmm. children does not live in the home with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we will see issues that come about you know, with it, but we don't fully understand the weight that that man is carrying, that he Mm -hmm. cannot be the father that he wants to be in his child's life, you know, depending on the situation that may be going on, you know, he may desire to, but maybe, you know, there's some difficult things going on that limits him from being that. And then some don't know, like you mentioned earlier, some men just feel that if they and mom are not together, then the weekend role is the role for them. They don't know that they can be involved in school and they can see how the kids are doing in school. They can connect with the teachers and all of those things. And, and so, yeah. Wow. That's <laughs> I know such we a... went off the self-care topic, but yeah. I mean, I'm, it, it, it still goes, okay. Think about it like this, a dad. And, I, and I've met one of these dads where he's raising someone else's son in the home and his son's not there. Mm-hmm. that man so that's before we talk about his job that's before we talk about his finances that's before we talk about anything else going on in his life that's a huge weight and if that's not something tended to you're going to see that in how he loves and interacts with everything else in his life mm-hmm. and so um that's what makes self-care important. That's actually what makes coaching, which coaching is a huge part of self-care important because if I can't help that dad to facilitate reconciliation and working that, that out, that person could carry that on for 50, 60 years, not understanding one, like you said about physical health, you walk around with that type of burden on you, that, that does something to you health-wise um, because that's heavy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I just think that we literally ignore, 
we ignore a lot of the grievances and issues that we go with, go through, because we serve a God so good that his grace, like you said, you have you had everything you, you needed coming up. And so because God's grace is so good, sometimes we ignore that we still have issues that need to be taken care of. Just yeah. because God let you get through and be successful and have this stuff don't mean that you don't need no maintenance. It just yeah. means that we serve a big God that wasn't going to let life stop you from what he wanted you to do as long as you was faithful and still trying to chase him. You get what I'm yeah. saying? I love that. And I'm going to let us end on that because <laughs> we could just talk all day. Absolutely. So, um, tell Absolutely. the people where can they find you? So right now, Instagram is my main hub outside of my website. Well, my website is adadcoach.com, www.adadcoach.com, as well as Instagram. You find me at adadcoach. And uh, Twitter, I talk about everything on Twitter. So, you know, if you want a little bit of fun and some daddying, some daddying on a daily, check me out on Twitter. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again for joining me and having this conversation with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I, I love it. Um, the conversations you're having are super necessary. And dads need some great stepmothers so that we can do what we need to do. It's, 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 it's not even a question. So thank, thank you. you.